Today on the DML News Podcast, we've got illegal aliens beating the crap out of police officers in New York City. And the Navy vet is going to be held for a hate crime for pushing back against Satan. We also have parents losing their children to the government. And of course, China is back in the news. They're ready to take down the United States. We've got these stories and more, so get ready because it's all unfiltered. Dennis Michael Lynch gives you his word and he will never let you down. He will always fight for America. The only one who really puts his money where his mouth is, is Dennis Michael Lynch. Hello, I'm Dennis Michael Lynch and I thank you for joining me today. Across from me is Denny and then behind the controls is Sir Ryan. And uh, later today, we will be traveling to South Florida, where I will be giving a speech, the first speech in eight years. And I'm going to be talking, Dennis, uh, the title, if you will, the long title of my speech is How to Win 2024 and the Five Things We Need uh, in Order to Make America Back on Track. The video of that will be recorded and then that will be our Friday show. Is that what we said, Ryan? Yeah. Friday's show will be that? Friday's show. So you will be able to see the speech. <clears throat> it is a, uh, it's sold out. They only had 250 seats. They sold it out. And I was told, Denny, that it was the fastest sellout that they've had since they started doing these. Yeah. So people want to hear what your dad has to say, which is good. <clears throat> I got, a lot, I got a lot to say today. Let me tell you that. I know. <laughs> so let's get the illegal alien thing out of the way first. And then we're going to jump into China, if that's okay with you. I don't want to spend a lot of time on the legal alien stuff because that seems like all we ever do. But this is definitely worth a play. Right? Mm-hmm. Ryan's going to play a video. Denny found this video. It's in New York City. And allegedly, these are illegal aliens uh, resisting arrest from police officers to police officers. And these police officers are fighting for their lives against these illegal aliens who are just coming out of everywhere. They're kicking him. They're hitting them. I mean, they're beating these cops to a pulp. Ryan, play the video. And uh, for those of you not watching, just imagine, you know, your typical scene of illegal aliens not giving a crap about the law and beating the living crap out of two New York City police officers. Watch this. It's hard to watch. Uh, I, you know, we're entering an era here where when it comes to our army, comes to our police force, we face a a recruitment deficit. And yet, obviously, as we all know, we are facing a legal immigrant surplus beyond expectations, clearly. Um, The New York City is constantly flooded with it between the the trucks coming in with them illegals coming under the radar i don't know for the long term how the nypd is going to be able to protect itself i mean you got two cops here against seven to eight illegal immigrants so you know you extrapolate that to a ratio that they're going to be outnumbered in a lot of these cases and yet you look at California, and they want to give these people badges. The law is simple. It's not hard to understand. You cannot come in to this country illegally. And if somebody is here illegally, you cannot harbor or aid them. The United States government 
is breaking the law each and every day. Then, grossly, they are putting at risk the lives of all Americans because without law and order, without police officers, you're going to have absolute chaos, crime's going to run wild, people are going to get hurt. We are making it almost impossible for anybody to want to be a police officer. Recruitment is down. Morale is down. Look at these two police officers. If you and Ryan said to me, Dad, we want to become cops in New York, I'd play that video. Now, truth be told, when I grew up, had those two cops shot those illegal aliens, we would have said, yeah, they deserved it. We should have shot them, right? If those two cops were to shoot those illegal aliens, which clearly would have been in self-defense, I mean, some of those guys in the video, for people who aren't watching, they're literally drop-kicking them in the head. Yeah, I mean, I'm, that I'm, is attempted I'm murder. I'm replaying it as you're talking. I mean, the, one of those officers has literally taken three to four different feet to the head in a matter of a 10-second span. Yeah, that is attempted murder, okay? And you know and I know, if those two cops would have kicked those illegal aliens in the head, they would be imprisoned. Yeah. If they would have shot those illegal aliens in self-defense, they the, the, the people of New York, the scum of people of New York from the DA's office would have gone after those cops for murder. Your hands as a police officer are absolutely tied. I cannot understand why anybody would want to be a cop. I, I see something like that and it would totally deter me from ever wanting to be or telling anyone to do it because to your point, there's no respect for it. And you want to guess what happened to those illegal immigrants that committed that? They got a free meal. What did they get? What did they get? They got a free release. Release with no bail. Seriously. Yep. All of them. You're, you're not kidding me. They have all been released without bail. Yes. <laughs> I, that's, I, we keep going with uh, this like statement, right, of if you live in a blue state, get out of it. Maybe, and I've seen some responses to that, both in Team GML, some email. Um, and if you're wondering, like, well, how blue is my state? Like, how, how bad is it? You have to ask yourself this one question. If a crime is committed against me, will the state, will the lawyers, will the case, the jury, be on the side of the criminal or be on the side of me, the true victim? And if you even have a second of a doubt that, oh, you know, they may actually side with the criminal, you got to get out. Yeah. That, that's that's backwards. That is that is as backwards as it gets. Um, and I, I'm serious, like direct crime, like on camera. I mean, that is a crime that we're watching, and they all got released, no problem. You know, it's it's it's. Uh, this was not the direction that we were going to take for this program, but I think it's I think it's pretty interesting um, because it puts a a human flair to it for a second. So I'll be 55 in August, and for the most part, I've been in Florida now almost since I was 50, 51, because even though we didn't move here, in fact, we just, we just marked three years ago uh, in January to when we moved to Florida, me, mommy, well, I'll say you guys, and the yeah. girls. Yeah, no, you've been here longer. And even if you look back 
before we officially moved, meaning we got rid of our house in New York, there was nothing there left, whatever. I was, I spent most of my time in Florida, just doing work and stuff of that nature and looking for a home. And so New York is starting to become a, another lifetime ago in my head, almost literally feels like a different life. And mom and I were talking about this because of the weather the other day. Uh, it's been cold here in Florida in the mornings, pleasantly cold to the extent of where it's like, like you can see I got my sweatshirts on and I like wearing sweats and sweat, sweatpants. So there's, I wouldn't want this full time, but just have a little break in the action. Sun is out, a little crisp in the morning. In fact, mommy woke up this morning. I said, man, leave the uh, slider doors open because we have slider doors in our room and the cold air was coming. It just felt great. And I said to her, I said, I think I would literally go into a clinical depression, not being funny, a clinical depression if I was told I had to move back to New York. I, I think I would be clinically depressed and almost to the point, this sounds a little crazy, I don't even know if I would want to continue getting up every single day because that's how effing miserable it is to live in New York. And when you get somebody from New York who comes down here, it happens every single time. If we have a friend who comes down here or a family member who comes down here from New York to Florida, they either want to look at homes and condos, they want to pull home the real estate book, they ask me for the name of a realtor that I used, it all goes through their head. Now, you take that I was doing that from a weather perspective, Dennis. Now you take it from a quality of life perspective. If this state, for whatever reason, was to go blue, as much as I love the weather, as much as I love our home, I would have to move. I, I feel at this point in my life, I'm running away from the liberal ideology that is destroying this country. Uh, uh, totally. I mean, that that is what it's going to turn to. I actually, um, maybe I said it to Ryan. I, I can't recall. Maybe it was Ashley. I don't, one of the two. I had said, like, you know, even in Florida, because I do love Florida, there are obviously certain areas, certain pockets of Florida where, you know, I, I would relegate it to, like, maybe a two-day trip at most, but I'm not, you know, I would never consider living full-time. And, it's a good way to put it. It's going to be this chase of as certain things start getting really crumbled and bad and, and just unsafe, you're going to look for those little bastions of, oh, where can I go where I'm not going to run into this? That's why, again, I always bring up this headline, that New York Times headline, New Hampshire is too white. We need to, like, oh. you know, it, it, again, it's not, we're, we're expanding past the send them to your biggest city and just over inundate them. Now it's going to be the spread of they go into neighborhoods, they go into um, smaller communities and it's going to be almost unavoidable. We're going to have to go to like a Northern town in Alaska to escape any, you know, literally, I mean, yeah. you know, cause they're not going to be sending any migrants up there, but I don't know how you navigate when you're in a blue state, like California, New York, to your point, I don't know how you navigate your life when every factor has gone down in quality crime, rampant uh, education continues to go down in terms of like actually learning um, retention and then also the ideology that's getting spilled in there. 
uh, the politicians. I mean, AOC is representing that state. That is it's just disgusting to even think about. Yeah. So, you know, to your point, it's like you, you, you would go into a depression if you had to move back there. And gosh knows clinical when uh, depression. clinical depression, gosh knows when the uh, next COVID is going to try to make its way. And obviously a state like Florida is be like, we're not falling for it again. But, you know, New York, they'll eat it right back up. They still do up there. There's yeah. still It's still a mentality up there. I, you know, when you look at the uh, election that's coming up in, what, 10 months, nine months, and you think for a moment of what happens to the country if Joe Biden actually wins and if he takes back the Congress, uh, I, I can't even start to imagine uh, what sort of things that he will have up his sleeve, uh, aside from amnesty. Amnesty will be a uh, almost a given if the Democrats can figure out a way to which they can win. All right, I'll say it that way. And I think if you see a victory for the Democrats widespread, Senate, House, President, I think our state is going to have an inundation of people from the blue states because I think they'll finally come to terms with, I got to go where there's freedom left. And so when you get somebody like Ron DeSantis, this is why I was so supportive of him for running for president because I saw what it was that he's done with this state. I'm so happy we have him back. And, and when I think ahead, I mean, we got him for another two years. I think ahead, I'm, I'm praying to God that the next governor is even more conservative than he is. Like, I don't personally like Matt Gates, Can't stand him as a human being, but he's conservative, man. That guy wants to be the governor. I know I've got myself another good eight years of living a good life here in Florida. But if this state were to lose to a Democrat, if we were to actually allow them to play their games and win back the state, I'm telling you my house goes up for sale and I'm looking for a, a, a new uh, red haven to, to lock myself down in. Even if it was to go to somewhere like so far away from what it is that we have here, like in the Dakotas, I'm talking about how I don't want to be in the cold. If I had the choice of being cold or being blue, I'm going to take cold totally. every single time. I think that's everyone's big thing. I mean, if you have a family, if you have you know a very newlywed couple and you're looking to start a family, if you're just somebody who wants to be able to live their life and not feel like it's going to get you know taken away at a random moment because of some carjacker or some thief or some thug, you're going to number one usually on the list. And I know it's for me because I do love warm weather, but if I was told uh, Andrew Gillum somehow won the election and he's coming back for Florida, I'd be like, goodbye. Gotta leave. I, I know how quick it's going to happen, too, how quick that transformation goes. So, I mean, <sighs> Cuomo sucked, but Hochul has, has upped the ante to a degree that I... I, I, I She's I cannot, woke, man. I, I cannot go back to that state. She's, no, you can't go back to that stuff. I mean, just thinking about it is very depressing in of itself. Now, we should change topics here because... Even though we're in the state of Florida and we're protected by Ron DeSantis and conservatism in almost every pocket, yes, there are those pockets that, that you said that you just stay away from in Florida because the, the crime is rampant and the, and the, and the blue is there. Uh, we have a real threat with China. Uh, the other day, you and I kind of went off uh, gear for, for a podcast and talked about how it is that China 
uh, their currency, their economy, everything is going to wind up being the world dominating, um, you know, currency and what everybody's following. And we talked about what happens if we don't pay back uh, the money we owe. And we said, would there be conflict? Uh, there is testimony. Uh, we're going to play a clip here. It's a short clip. There's testimony. Uh, yesterday, the FBI, Christopher Ray and other uh, people from the government brought Congress up to speed, if you will, about what it is that China is actually trying to do to the United States in terms of if we piss them off, like if we defend Taiwan or if we don't pay back our bills uh, or if something becomes adversarial to the point of where China doesn't feel like they can talk it out with us anymore, uh, that they are going to unleash, uh, they're going to wreak havoc on us. Ryan, why don't you just really quickly play the clip that we have? In fact, just this morning, we announced an operation where we and our partners identified hundreds of routers that had been taken over by the PRC state-sponsored hacking group known as Volt Typhoon. The Volt Typhoon malware enabled China to hide, among other things, pre-operational reconnaissance and network exploitation against critical infrastructure like our communications, energy, transportation, and water sectors, steps China was taking, in other words, to find and prepare to destroy or degrade the civilian critical infrastructure that keeps us safe and prosperous. And let's be clear, cyber threats to our critical infrastructure represent real-world threats to our physical safety. So, Denny, let me, let me give you a couple of little things here that we got out of Christopher Ray yesterday. Ray and other government officials testified in front of the House Select Committee for a hearing titled The Chinese Community Party Cyber Threat to the American Homeland and National Security. There has been far too little public focus on the fact that People's Republic of China hackers are targeting our critical infrastructure, our water treatment plants, our electrical grid, our oil and natural gas pipelines, our transportation systems. And the risk that poses to every American requires our attention now. Now. China's hackers are positioning on American infrastructure to prepar- in preparation to wreak havoc and cause real-world harm to American citizens and communities if or when China decides the time has come to strike. Uh, Ray also said, Today and literally every day, Chinese hackers are actively attacking our economic security, engaging in wholesale theft of our innovation, and our personal and corporate data. And they don't just hit our security and economy, they target our freedoms, reaching inside our borders across America to silence, coerce, and threaten our citizens and residents. So what they're basically saying, Dennis, is that the Chinese are basically planting bombs, if you will. Just bombs. You don't give us our money, you're not going to have any drinking water. We're, 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 we're basically able to hack into your water and change everything, and you will no longer have filtrated water. You, you, you're done. Uh, we're going to be able to go into your electrical grid, and we're going to shut down everything. 
You're not going to have electricity. You're not going to be able to get money out. All those electric cars that Mr. Biden wants you to have, yeah, they're not going to be driving anywhere, by the way. Uh, And the list of things that they will be able to do to the America as we know it, the things that we take for granted every single day with a touch of a button, with a click of a mouse, with a freaking one, two, three, four, uh, we will be a country that is blacked out. And only they would have the key to turn it back on. This is what we have allowed this country of China to do to the United States of America. As your mother said last week on the wine, wine and talk, we're too concerned about gas stoves, right? And windmills for power. And yet we've got a superpower that is creating an unbelievable navy. While we, where we're going to the basic eighth grader and saying, hey, if you drop out of school in eighth grade, you want to come over to the Navy? We need some men to drive some ships. I mean, we have no Navy. We have no Army. We've got no backbone. We're now being attacked at our border, infiltrated in every single last city. You know, Denver is complaining right now about the fact that they've got 40,000 illegal aliens. What are they going to do when it's 4 million or 400,000? Yeah, Elon pointed that out. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk pointed that out. I mean, this is what we're allowing to happen. And, and China is behind it all. Fentanyl. Every single person in this country is at risk for fentanyl poisoning at this point. I mean, you think you're opening up a, a, a thing of Skittles? It's fentanyl. I mean, there are real concerns. And we've got the Biden administration and all of his ilk more worried about LGBTQ elemental P people. And that's what it's by design with China. That's why well, TikTok is here. Right. It, it, it speaks to how ill-prepared we are, which is why I, I also have a video related to this. Um, I'll have Ryan play it real quick. It's, it's from Taiwan, and it's a quick little video that shows uh, these training groups preparing their citizens for citizen combat. These aren't military personnel. They're not soldiers by any means. These are your bankers, your you know, uh, firefighters, your, your typical citizens. Right. But because Taiwan has been in that constant living under the threat of China coming back one day. And while we're dealing with hacking, they're actually having the worries of imminent land invasion. Um, They do something that we don't do at all over here, which is actual preparation for it. So uh, Ryan will play that uh, clip real quick. So this is basic. We're talking over the uh, video right now. So what are we seeing, Dennis? What are people seeing uh, you know, I'm, the people who are listening right now, what are they not seeing? Yeah, so it, it's Taiwanese citizens uh, staging, you know, um, injuries, um, the, um, combat wounds, things of that nature to like facilitate, you know, a, a drill of, of like how you would react, how you would do it. And and this group, uh, I, they're trying to train about like three to five million citizens because in the event that it happens, they want to have that preparation to fight back, you know, especially if they get through their military brigade. Um, you know, Taiwan's a small little island here in the U.S. I mean, as a kid, I could just personally attest that the only thing we were ever trained for at school uh, was like a school shooter drill. But never in any situation, or at least to my knowledge, have I ever seen, unless you actively seek it, any offering of like what to do in case China ever were to like, you know, become a serious threat. And I mean that in the hacking sense, like why aren't there more training or more school courses that show like how to defend yourself in a cyber attack or, you know, how to defend your passwords, how to defend your accounts. 
how to be proactive on, on looking out for scams. I know too many people that have fallen for online scams, and sometimes it's not Chinese. Sometimes it's, it's other foreign entities. So th- that's the reality we live in, and we, we don't prepare our citizens for anything. It, it, no. A lot of them just go on mindlessly. Well, well so. what we prepare them for is to make sure that you're using the right pronouns. Yeah. You know? DEI training. That's what we're, that's what we're getting people ready for. You know? Make sure, I mean, you were looking up something there before the show even started. Uh, I don't know if we're running it or not. Maybe if we're not even running it, but it's worth mentioning. Where is it where the, the, the cops now have to be using the correct uh, pronouns? El Paso, all places. In El Paso, Texas. Yes. Yeah, um, which is by, by and large a liberal yes. city of Texas is El Paso. And obviously a critical point for the uh, border crossers coming into the U.S. But Well, Juarez it, is across the way, and Juarez, right. Mexico, is one of the most dangerous cities in yep. the world. And so we've got El Paso being a blue city. So now... You have to not only uh, turn a blind eye to illegal aliens walking in, but now if you arrest somebody, you have to use the correct yeah, pronouns. I mean, it's going from turning a blind eye to like just literally approaching it with blindness, because the whole point of this training for their new officers is, you know, when you're approaching them on first interaction, pronouns, gender identity, what's your sexual, like you know that those kind of questions to to establish that gender ideological identification process, which in my opinion is a waste of time. If you see a legal immigrant comes over and he's clearly a 40 year old man with tattoos that are maybe significant to a particular cartel that likes to flaunt those tattoos. Uh, I don't think our officers should be wasting their time saying, well, are you a woman or a man? And so, so in other words, if a, yeah. if a member of MS 13 who has MS 13 tags all over their face, if they come in, and for whatever reason, a police officer in El Paso has to address them. Let's just say, for instance, they stole something or they were in a fist fight and cops got involved. The first thing the cop has to say to this MS-13 member is, how would you like me to address you? Do you have any pronouns that you would prefer to use? And what's your preferred name? Because I'm sure that's not going to be an issue when you go by a fake name and then when you're released later, you go back to your real name. You know, and look, there, there is a law right now... Um, I'll look it up as I'm explaining. It's called Tierra's Law. I saw it today. It's in Colorado. And the whole basis of that law refers to gender identity where like felons are legally allowed to switch their names. Like these are convicted felons, switch their names if they decide that I am no longer a Michael, I'm a Michelle. So now you got felons who have active records going under new identities because gender switch. You know... If you were to take all these things that we're talking about here every single day, uh, I don't even think if I said to you, okay, I'm going to give you and Ryan uh, a a study that I want you to do, all right? I want you to come back to me. I want the two of you to study all the things that you can possibly do to destroy the United States of America. You'd be like, well, what do you mean destroy it? I mean, I mean destroy it. Destroy its backbone, destroy its mojo, destroy society, destroy how it is that everything operates. Do you mean like we should shut down the uh, the grid, how we would shut down the electrical grid? No, 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 no. I mean, shut down common sense. Because if you don't have common sense, if you can't get through A to Z with some level of common sense, you've got chaos. And with chaos would ensue throughout this country, it would destroy it. This is the sort of thing. Make your cops subjected to these crazy liberal rules of apprehension. 
it's like, and, and you know what's going to happen, Dennis? You get an MS-13 guy, and then he gets bagged. And you're going to have some two-bit blue ambulance-chasing lawyer that's going to say, all right, Mr. MS-13, when they arrested you, did they ask you what your preferred pronouns were? No. They didn't ask you if you wanted to be called Louisa instead of Luis? No. All right, you're going to get off. doesn't matter that you, that, 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 that you did all these crimes. It, they did not, it's, it's the equivalent of not reading you your Miranda rights. Right. That's the way it's going to go. You wouldn't even be able to come up with ideas that were so zany like the ones that are coming up now because you want to know why? Your brain is filled with common sense. It's the same thing as I How many times have I said this one, Ryan? It's what Rudy Giuliani said to me in my interview with him on They Come to America Too. I said, why can't we catch terrorists? And he said, because you and I have rational thinking. We can catch the mafia because to chop up a car and sell its parts, there's only certain ways you could do it. And ultimately, the mob wants to get away with the crime. He says the terrorists don't want to get away with the crime. They just want to kill. They think they're going to heaven to get all these virgins, and they're insane. So how can you have a rational brain think irrationally? We can't. That's why it's so hard to catch them. And this is the same thing. These blue people are so absolutely bananas you can't come up with irrational things in your head. And the, the, oh, I, I have to get into it. I can't not. Go ahead. Because, look, and this is not a defense of Democrats. It's not. But there has been this active transition of, yes, I'm a liberal Democrat. And in the last three years, that ideology has gone into such an extreme end. I've even seen the comments on it. Like, people can't fathom of how much it has translated. I mean, you look at old Biden clips of what he used to say, and now he's going so far, far left. One thing we always talk about is how the Democrats are always unified in their message, no matter how extreme, Correct. radical it gets. Because everyone always said, oh, Biden's not going to go that Sanders route, or Clinton would never go that Sanders route. They go that route, and they're unified in it. And when they break from the unity, that, that it, it's very rare. Perfect case in that because I keep thinking about how you say maybe liberalism is some kind of brain disorder. Yeah. Because I really do believe there's a group that vehemently believes it in their soul, and there's obviously cuckoo nuts going up there. And then there's some that are just writing the message because they benefit through power and money off of it, and that's most politicians. I think most of them had more rational thinking prior, but they've translated into the extreme. Somebody who is a Democrat right now and is shockingly going against some of those narratives and those themes is John Fetterman, which is insane because, you know, he obviously was always in that route. Mm -hmm. He has the stroke. After the stroke, you know, they push him back in. He still sounds crazy. He could barely get out sentences. But in the last two months, he's had these slow events where he was just on his roof waving the Israeli flag in the Democrats playbook. That's a no, no, you're always supposed to toe the line with that subject, right? He has literally said that border needs to be secure and we're not doing enough. That is a very big no, no right now because the Democrats want to give the illusion, especially with Mayorkas, that it's not as bad as everyone's saying. Um, he commented on Menendez, which every Democrat right now in their playbook is trying to avoid that conversation. Senator Menendez from New has, Jersey, who yep. has that whole scandal going on. Yep. So he, he's breaking from the messaging, and now it's looking like his wife is potentially looking to leave him. Giselle, yeah. the one who was the illegal immigrant that married into him mm -hmm. and was suspected to possibly fill his role if his brain stuff got a little bit worse. Yeah. 
So, you know, is she leaving because so, he's well, no longer woke? Pe- people, <laughs> I've, I've just said, I've, from what I'm looking, because, you know, I always have to look into this stuff. They're like calling it the, the Fetterman theory that, like, you know, his stroke was like an act of God and like is fixing his brain a little bit to be like, hey, not saying that, you know, he's gone full conservative, right. but he's going back to what a Democrat probably was back in 2008 before what they have become today. Because as much as we still aren't fans of what they were in 2008, now we find them to be like traitorous and, 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 and degenerative. Yeah. So, you know, when, when you say that to me, like, it's gotta be a brain thing. It's gotta be like it's the brain be. sense gotta be in, inspected or dissected. Something like that. When you got a man who is not abiding by to the unity of the Democrat message, and now he's got his own very left leaning wife leaving him. Who does that after their husband just had a stroke last year? If you're, if your love for him is just because he, rattles off those points then clearly this marriage was probably a sham but of course i just wanted to get into that because i think it's very interesting how you know we always say republicans can't get their act together but democrats doesn't matter if they uh want to go with hey the sky has been green this entire time they stick to that message of course of course they do of course they do look but at the same time is you can't take away, I mean, even with Fetterman coming to what looks like a normal Democrat, you know, Democrat, Republican, Democrat, conservative, or liberal conservative, the war used to just be over social issues. You know, it was, I believe in gay marriage. No, I believe in traditional marriage. I believe in a woman's right. No, I believe in right to life. That was the difference between things. And now it is completely, that that is eradicated. It's either... I'm a normal person or you're abnormal. Right. And, and I mean, you know, it's, I, I was watching back the part of the program we did yesterday uh, about the, the women from The View walking out to the song, Money, 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 Money. And, you know, watching it back, you really see how demonic they are. And you have to say to yourself, like, where in their brain was the process of this is a good idea? This is funny. It, it like you really question it. Like when I did, so when I said to you before, I would be clinically depressed. I say clinically because I really mean it from a health perspective, you know. And I truly believe that Democrats are mentally ill. They are mentally ill. I'm not talking about your random Democrat that's just hey, listen, I'm pro union, I'm pro right, to, uh, I'm pro uh, women's rights. Or, I'm not talking about that one. And they're far and in between those ones. I'm talking about most Democrats at this point right now. If you pull the lever for Joe Biden, you are falling into what I'm talking about as being clinically insane. It is insanity to say that you want what it is that he's bringing. It's just that simple. Now, with that said, I want to move on because we're taking too long here to to get to this story. This is insane. What's happening in Montana with those parents can you please give the audience the rundown of our next story? Because it is insane. Oh, I hope I don't butcher it. Because it, like you said, the, the, it's, a, it's a little bit of ping pong insanity. But I guess a good 30-second summary. Uh, you have a married couple. They have a teenage daughter who right now is... A real daughter. A real daughter. Like she is a... She was born a girl. But she... Obviously, is mentally ill because she started doing the whole, I think I'm a guy, told her parents about it. These parents are normal and said, okay, we want to help you, but not in the affirm your gender identity in the, 
get help because you are a girl, you are not a boy. So in other words, they did not want their daughter to get her vagina tied up and her breasts cut off. That's the, that's the real smart way of saying it. Yes. They yeah. did not want her to go try to become a man. Yes. And now that's important to mention too because they live in Montana. And in Montana right now, they do have laws against the whole <laughs> you know, a child mutilation surgery. That's what I call it. Uh, so, you know, their route was, let's like get you actual like therapeutic help to get through this. Um, it escalated because this girl, again, mentally ill, I believe she contacted someone in her school or authorities. They then sent child protective services from Montana, like Montana CPS to the house, no warrant told the parents, like we are taking your daughter um, you know, because she, the, the, the gender reaffirming stuff takes the daughter, brings her out of state to Wyoming to one of those centers and gets separated from her parents for months. I mean, this is, this was, I think back in like September, October. So these parents have not had their kids, uh, their kid, Jennifer, that's her name. Um, and they've been fighting ever since in a legal battle to get her back, uh, while she's now in a, uh, they, she go to took, Wyoming, right? Yeah. So she went to Wyoming. She was at the facility, and now she's in a group home. And they took her to Wyoming because Wyoming didn't have the same laws and restrictions that yes. Montana does. Yes. Okay. So in another words, in, in, in a nutshell, these parents wanted to get their daughter uh, mentally healthy. That's, mm -hmm. that's about how we say it that way. Wanted to get mental health services for this girl, so this way she could get back on. And when she goes and does what a, an insane person does, starts reporting her parents and doing whatever, as a young girl, what is she, 14 years old? Is that what we had? 14, yeah. 14 years old, okay? I have a 15-year-old at home, all right? I, I know what a 14-year-old is capable of, and it's not much, <laughs> all right? Because they're, they're still a kid. So when you... Think for a moment that a child protective service agent or agents looked at this and said, we need to strip these parents of their parental rights and take away their child. That's something that communists do. Yes. That's not America. I mean, good God. And, and look, even for more story detail here, just to, to like, it, it almost comes with like a vendetta because to your Point, right? No warrant, no anything. They just show up. They take the kid, bring him to Wyoming to that facility. Then they brought the kid back to Montana, but put the kid in a group home. And I believe it was a January 19th. So, you know, last week, the new ruling was that, you know, her parents, it was her biological dad and stepmom. They ruled that now she, who is now going to be referred to as a he, because that's the whole point. They want to do the affirmation is going to live with her biological mom who has a whole history of abuse because the mom will affirm the gender identity up in Canada. So their whole point wasn't necessarily the, oh, maybe these are bad parents. It was what routes, legal routes, can we take in this whole loophole game to get this kid away from the parents so that this kid could transition? When you look at this from a destruction standpoint, here are two parents who see their daughter going down a very dark path. They try to go down what would be considered common sense. Obviously, our daughter, Jennifer is her name, yeah. needs help. 
let's go get her help. They don't kick her out of the house. They don't do threatening things, say they're going to beat the crap at her. You know, don't take a belt to her. I'll get you back in shape. You think you're an effing boy? Boom, boom, boom. You know, none of that. No, no. None of that. They said, let's go and get her, uh, you know, medical help. medical help. Yeah. And what happens is instead of taking a bad situation and trying to improve it down a single lane, what happens now is that Child Protective Services and the insanity of the left has destroyed every possibility. They've destroyed those parents by trying to do the good thing. They've destroyed that young girl by just letting her continue to go down this choo-choo train of craziness. They're bringing her back to somebody who's got a history of abuse. There's nothing good in this. There's nothing that's going to come good out of this, except for a headline that says to the next parent, you better call your boy a girl and vice versa, or else we're going to strip your kid from you. Uh, the, the biggest shocking detail of this story, this is in California or New York. This is Montana with a red Republican governor. Wyoming he, is red too. I know. And so he had to, uh, you know, he, he released like this whole Twitter thread. And this is why you can't trust almost any politician now because he, you mean Gala, G, Gianforte. G-Forte? Yeah. And again, it's, you know, delicate situation. He uses, oh, my the, ta- yeah, uses the talking points of like they, they went through all the protocols that were necessary, but it's not because how is it that if you're going to be, you know, no, no, nothing will happen here under my state with, you know, the surgeries, you know, you're, you're protected. And yet, this still somehow happened. You know, I, I saw the responses like resign, resign. Like, you know, you're not yeah. like you're supposed to be one of the last few states that can really fight against this craziness. Yeah. And now if you're a parent in Montana and like you said, you can't really take much at a 14 year old's value. And that's in a very uh, emotional time because the body's going through changes. Everything. So now yeah. if you want to really try and fix that mental issue, they're trying to make it. So the only route or solution left is affirmation. And that that's scary. Like, how, what you're going to see is you're going to see an underling of the parents really having to try and solve it under their roof. They're not going to go to therapists because the therapist will say, like, okay, you're in your safe space. Talk to me. Your parents won't know. In this case, I was reading a little bit more. This all really started at the hospital. So not the school. Not they told she told the hospital officials, I'm a he, I'm a boy, but my parents won't affirm me. So you can't trust the hospitals. Child Protective Services is supposed to be that line of towing of, are these a good or bad parents? And the fact that their judgment call was that these are bad parents, what, what group or organization can you go to that's going to actually side with the parents? And you know, what did I just talk about earlier in this program about how it is that if this, if this state turned blue, I'd go to another red state. What about if you go to another red state and you find out that that red state, although it's painted as red, it's really operating as blue. It's, that's how dangerous... It is becoming in this country. I mean, the only thing that is more bizarre or maybe equally bizarre is the last story that we're going to cover here about the whole thing with the with the Satan statue and what's happening now to a person who served in our military. Uh, Go ahead. I hate to be dark, but maybe this is very representative of what's happening across the country. Um, you know, Thomas Jefferson just got taken down his statue at the Capitol uh, there's been vandalism on plenty of statues over the years. Columbus, George Washington, a lot of those people never get held accountable. But people, I mean, who take the statues and destroy the yeah, statues? Yeah, vandalizers, BLM protesters, you know, uh, the radicals. 
they never face consequences, or if they, they do get tens of millions. Yeah, they, if anything, they get rewarded. Uh, but if there is a satanic creature statue in the Iowa Capitol, and you say this is so anti-God and anti-American, I'm going to act on it and take off its head. We have a U.S. Navy veteran, Michael Cassidy. He's the one who took off the head to this thing. And uh, he is now officially being charged with a hate crime. The hate crime against a statue. That supports Satanism, yeah. So it's not even a hate crime against a person. Yep. It is a hate crime against a statue. Yep. Not a mosque, not a temple, not a church. A satanic goat with the rams statue. And keep in mind, this is not happening in California, New Jersey, New York, Massachusetts, or Illinois. This is happening in the red state of Iowa. So think about what we've just told you. Iowa, Montana, Wyoming. Red, red, red. Middle America, right? You said it, uh, you said it uh, great uh, a couple of weeks back. You said if you know, the West Coast and the East Coast are the legs and the arms of the country, the heart is the middle. Well, it's hard to believe that Montana, Wyoming, and Iowa are red states when you read things like this. You know, I mean, my God, it's, and now you understand maybe why it is that I told you and Ryan, you can't go to the border because even though the border is a red state, you can't trust anybody. You can't trust anybody. And, and that's where this country's going. Until we have, we've said it before, let's end it on this. Until we have what I believe is going to be 16 solid years of conservatism in the White House and in the Congress, meaning both the Senate and the House, the country doesn't stand a chance on anything we just talked here about today. Not at the border, not against China, not to keep our children in, in safe way, and not to just be able to say, I am a man or a woman of God, and in God we trust. Because if you say that Satan is bad, that's a hate crime. I, against a statue. Against a fucking statue. Can't make this stuff up. You know, every day, every day, we have some kind of meeting, the three of us. Even we bring in Ashley, whatever we talk about. What are we going to talk about on the show today? What are we going to talk about on the show today? What are we going to talk about on the show today? And it's impossible to get away from the insanity. That's what is happening. This is clinical insanity. This is not ideology. This is insanity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Satanic almost. Well, listen, it's February 1st. And uh, we're going to tell you about a special that we have right now. Uh, I hate to sound as if I'm chock full of vanity, but um, we were just at a event, your mom and I, uh, this week, and it was uh, there was like 200 people there. It was a comedy show and this and that, and the comedian actually started picking on me and asked me how old I was, and I asked the comedian, "How old do you think I am?" And he couldn't believe that I was 54 years old. And so we were having a conversation and somebody asked me, like, what do you do? What do you do? And I said, I use the face serum. 
the DML CBD face serum is just super unbelievable. It hydrates the face. It it takes, as far as I'm concerned, you know, some of the lines that you have in your face and like, wait a second, that line's starting to diminish a bit, you know, and not even just my age. I mean, Denny uses it. Ashley uses it. Ryan uses it. Mary uses it. Same thing. Mary, you know, Mary's 55 years old. She doesn't look like she's 55 years old. Our skin looks great. So go to dmlcbd.com slash face. dmlcbd.com slash face. We are having a rare in the middle of February or beginning of February, buy one, get one free on our face serum. It's going to last for a couple of days dmlcbd.com slash face. You will not regret it. That's it for us. Until the next time, may God bless you and your family in these United States. And may God bless those parents in Montana. It's a shame that we're allowing the insanity to run wild. And Michael Cassidy, because Michael Cassidy, he should be be congratulated. Not not charged with a hate crime. God bless Mr. Cassidy as well. All right, that's it for us. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great day, everybody. Get the Dennis Michael Lynch podcast every day by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And download the DML News app from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store for breaking news, merchandise, films, exclusive content, and Team DML.